Welcome to Pure Connect Podcast with Dr. Geshem Sikala, a celebrity mentor and prince. He is a businessman, humanitarian, author, speaker, television host, media personality, pastor to the stars, and global goodwill peace ambassador. Here, Dr. Geshem will help you understand true success and prosperity, maximize your true potential, experience God's presence, deepen your relationship with God, and learn to walk with God. Before he begins, would like to say how grateful we are for your support, which is helping us have great impact around the world. Will you help us to have even greater impact by continuing to give and together with God's help, we will continue to share Christ's love, healing and hope in this troubled world. Now, here is Dr. Geshom. I'll be talking about, uh, you see, like, uh, just to recap from last week, I was raised not in church, son of the politician living on the big farm. Um, I did not know about church politics or anything. I was just a hungry boy for the Lord. I remember going to one church, then there were like 50 people because I used to do evangelism and pray for people to get healed. Those 50 people, they followed me to the church and the pastor of that church noticed that those people followed me. And when they asked, when the pastor said, how did you know about this? said, oh, it was Gershom who prayed for us. I was sick and he, he prayed for me and I got healed. Mm-hmm. And the other one had testimonies like that. Says the reason we're here is to follow him where he does worship. The word said we are following him to see where he's worshiping. That brought problem in that church. Um, the pastor so mad at me. And he told the people, he says, it's just a kid. You should come here because I'm the pastor. Mm-hmm. Then, then afterwards, the same people, they told me, they said, it's weird you invite us to this church. They don't even like you. <laughs> then I came to find out that the biggest problem is because I was healing the sick. Mm-hmm. They have tried to lay hands on other people. It doesn't happen. The fact that God was making it happen to me I got into trouble for that. In fact, some privileges were taken away from me. Before I used to have access to certain things. Now it's like restriction. You can't give him a mic. You can't give him anything. You can't do that. Just so the restriction. I didn't know about this restriction because I didn't even care about preaching. I just cared about walking with the Lord. But then this man, he began to tell me like, Brother Gershom, God is really using you so mightily, but you are a threat in the church now because almost half of the church, they trust you. Then I said, why am I a threat? I didn't even have a flat seat, really. I used to sit in the back. In fact, I didn't want to be seen. Then one time there was a demon case in that church where they were using the, they would get the Bible and start hitting people on their head. Please demon, come out. Please demon, come out. Then I read in the scripture, Jesus just rebuked them. So I remember innocently walking under that. And I said, elders, can I join you? They said, oh, it's dangerous for you. I said, I read somewhere. Can you all just be quiet for a second? They all looked at me. Then I said, in the name of Jesus, devil out. And within a second, the devil left. Mm. That person was like, no, it was good. Perfect. 
He said, how did you do that? That brought a problem again. He said, did you see what he did? He told us to keep quiet. He was showing off his power. I just read the scripture that Jesus made everybody quiet and he got some people out of the house. Get out of the house. You have wandering minds and wandering eyes. You're not focusing on the Lord. If you want to experience the miracle, you have to focus on the Lord 100%. If you're focusing, who's going to see you? Who is going to do that? You will never see the miracle. So I started seeing all these things. Then I was part of the mission organization. And I remember it was meals time. I was coming from the beach praying in the spirit. Praying, praying, praying in the spirit. I would pray. Then there was this guy who is still a friend of mine up to today. He had twisted knee. His knee got twisted. Dewey was playing soccer. Then he got his knee twisted. So he was walking like this. And everybody saw him. And I just said, brother, walk straight. And he walked straight. And it was fine, just like that. And everybody saw. I did not lay hands on the person. I just said, walk straight. The person walked. Do you know how much borrow I got? Are you a Benny Hinn here? We don't want a Benny Hinn in this conference. This is what I said. This is what I said. We don't want a Benny Hinn in this school. Then I said, who is Benny Hinn? I didn't even know who is Benny Hinn. <laughs> because I was involved with anybody. I was in the, in the school newsletter about that. It was cool, but I got so much attack. So this school, we don't allow the Holy Spirit thing. Then I said, how do you mean? Like, can you imagine if you're just fresh and innocent, not polluted? You don't know what you're doing. Problems started when people started getting healed and being free, and they're mentioning your name, but they're not mentioning the leader's name. Now, it's because people have tailored the miracle power as a ministry, the healing power as a ministry. It's supposed not to be a ministry, supposed to be a lifestyle of every child of God because they call us you have this healing ministry or a miracle ministry or a prophetic ministry or a deliverance ministry it's great but the truth is every child of God should be able to carry those type of things as a result there is what you call spiritual competition people are busy to compete each other and the devil is busy destroying there are some churches today you can't prophesy, you can't even lay hands on the sick, they'll stop you because it becomes a threat. And there's a reason why the devil does that. Because the devil wants you to stay sick, to stay broke, to stay bound. So if Shranda, your gift is working, it can set free the person. So, so as a result, the enemy wants to shut the gifts. It's not the battle between your pastor or your leader, but these religious. The battle is about the powers of darkness. We are at war in the realm of the spirit. We don't even know. The supernatural, it attracts so much attention. The enemy does not want you to have that God's attention. You understand what I'm saying? Even people do not know the Lord who practice spirituality and magic, they carry so much attention and make a lot of money. There was, a, there was a person in the Bible who used to make a lot of money for fortune telling, and Paul, the apostle, was doing the same, was doing the fortune telling, almost the same thing, but it wasn't the same spirit. And Paul had to shut down that gift 
Do you know what that caused? Caused a lot of problem. All the fortune tellers wanted to kill Paul, the apostle. But you, you have to understand that when you desire a spiritual, supernatural lifestyle, there is war that rises about it. But you must understand that walking in the supernatural, it's your right because you are a supernatural being. Let's say you are going through a big problem that no man can solve. What can you do? Let's say you are in debt and you cannot pay. What can you do? Let's say there is a disease that no science, no doctors can cure you. What can you do? There is a story in the book of uh, Kings. Let's look at the story where the sons of the prophets, they were in trouble. They borrowed an axe and that axe got lost into the river. Let me tell you something. An axe in that time, in the olden time, an axe was as equal as a gun. An axe was equal as a weapon. An axe was part of the... Uh, they use axe to live their lives wood. Their livelihood depended on it because not everyone had access to metal. So anyone who owned an axe during that time, they were wealthy people. Now we have axes in Target, in Walmart, in Home Depot. You can go and just get an axe. Now that time to just make an axe, it would take days and days and days and days because they need to burn it, then they need to heat it, they need to burn it. Right now we have machines like I just go, oh, your axe is down. But those days an axe was very expensive and is very, very rare a commodity. Very expensive and very rare. It wasn't common because you remember with an axe you can cut wood, and then you can sell wood. With an ax, you can do so much with it. Now, in, in, in the book, 2 Kings chapter 6, this one, it says, now, um, I'll read verse 1, then I'll jump to verse 7, because I don't want to, I'm just going to explain it. Chapter 1 says, now the sons of the prophets say to Elisha, behold, now the place before you where we are living is too limited. For us. So they were talking, they were changing like where they were living, it was too small. Now we're going to jump because I, I know the entire story I'm going to tell you, but you can read that on your own time because I don't want to keep this uh, teaching longer. I want it to be effective, but it's important to give you the word. So, verse five, but as one was falling a beam, the axe aid fall into the water and he cried out. He cried out and said, Arise, master, for it is borrowed us. Borrowed. That is uh, 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 5 and 7. He says, this is borrowed. There is no Home Depot. There is no Walmart. There is no Target. There is nowhere where we can buy. They'll get into trouble. Just one axe, they're going to get all their ship and all their goat. Maybe they're all entire Village will be in trouble because one axe is lost. They were crying desperately. There was no way. They didn't have these complicated devices that we have today that you can look through the water. You can wear it, then you go and swim and start looking. They didn't have any of that. Now the world has advanced. Can you imagine? There is mud water and then the axe just goes on it and the water is so deep. They have no answer. We didn't even know if they were swimmers or not. 
They were sons of the prophets. And now they're in trouble. They have lost the ax. Some of you, you have lost an ax. You're in trouble. Some of you, you have lost something. You're in trouble. You don't know what to do. But the prophet Elisha knew that he was not an ordinary man. The sons of the prophets, they did not realize that they were not just in the classroom as like an ordinary class. They were super beings. They had the power to locate the lost thing. And I've experienced this type of power myself. One time I got into the Uber going to the church service when we were having our service in a, in a hamper there in the, in the Chinatown. So I lost my phone. I didn't know where my phone is. I couldn't locate it. Then I, I said, I'm a child of God. I believe in miracles. I believe, uh, let me, instead of panicking where I can find my phone, let me just ask the Lord to supernaturally locate the phone. So I prayed and I did something strange. I spoke to the wind of the north, west and south. You wind, you're breathing, you're blowing everywhere. You can, you can blow toward where the cell phone is in Jesus' name. So a couple of days later, I received a phone call. It was like Apple phone call. Then I answered the phone call. It was someone speaking a meaning. Armenian and English a little bit, you know, just mixing it. Then I said, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Armenia. I said, how did you get my number? He said, oh, when, when we went to the Apple store in Armenia, they found your number. Now, this phone was so spiritual that I was having nightmares every day. Will ever have this phone. Angels appeared. They said, you are, you are keeping something that belongs to someone important. This is what the angels said. You're keeping something that belongs to someone important. Three times dreaming. Then he said, am I speaking to a human being or I'm speaking to an angel? Mm -hmm. Then I said, I am human being. He says, I can't believe. I can't believe I'm talking to you. I said, I am human being. He said, but, but what about angels? And I said, tell me about it. He said, they came. They were telling me I should, I should give you back this. Then I said, have you ever experienced anything like that? He said, no, I've experienced it when I'm sleeping and when I'm dozing. Every time I'm having all these nightmares about this phone to belong to someone important. Camila knows the story, you remember the story. And I said, wow, what a beautiful testimony. I'm so blessed, Lord, to experience such a supernatural power of God. This is so good. But I told the lady, I said, listen to me. You don't have to give me the phone. You have to keep it as your testimony that God is alive. She said, no, it's a good thing. He says, no, they warn me every time they're warning me, you must take back. This belongs to someone important. So she was scared of my phone. Dr. Geisham will continue with that word in a moment. Kindly note that you can continue to discover God's powerful truth and much more in Dr. Geshom's other resources, which include his new books, Delete the Offense and Healing Your Own Soul, a book that will bring wholeness to your being. You can get these copies on Amazon or go to www.geshomsikala.org. Now, let's get back to Dr. Geshom as he continues with today's word. Ah. Uh. 
Say supernatural. Say supernatural. supernatural. Some of you think this is weird, but you must understand we live in a material world. We have watered down Christianity. Christianity is not powerless, it's powerful. We listen to so much people that, that know about God, but they don't know God. They, they study about God, but they have not experienced God. And that's why the messages are watered down. That's why when you talk about the Holy Spirit, you look like you're a job. When you talk about miracles, you look like a job. When you talk about healing, you, talk, you look like a job. When you talk about supernatural provision, you look like a job. Why? Because they don't know that. They are all walking in nationalism in a mindset, just like any other philosophers, theologians. God has not called you to be a philosopher or a theologian. God has called you to be a son and a daughter of God and have the mystery of God. The word mystery is hidden secrets of God. Do you know why you are a mystery? Every child of God is, is a secret child. You know why? So that the devil cannot, cannot, cannot define you. There is no definition. You may be married, but you are beyond marrying. You may be Nikomi, but you're beyond Nikomi. You may be Shen, you're beyond Shen. You may be Sylvia, you are beyond Sylvia. You have a name in the realm of the spirit that God calls you with. And the devil does not really know your real name. You understand what I'm saying? That's what the Bible says. God's mysteries are so deep to explain it. How deep, how wild, wide. High is his love. Why does he say he calls it a mystery for the deep of God's love for you? In other ways, God loves you so much that he has given you a new name in the realm of the spirit that you are not of. And he has given you a language that the devil cannot understand. He that speaks in a tongue does not speak to man. He speaks to God. That's uh, uh, Corinthians chapter 14. He speaks to God. Now, the enemy does not want you to walk in the supernatural because you can defeat him there. Even Job in the Bible does not understand his supernatural power. When the devil went to heaven to say, I want to, to destroy Job, God, God gave permission to the devil to say, go ahead and destroy him. Do you know what the devil said? I can't destroy him. Then God said, what? You can't destroy him. I'm giving you permission. Go and destroy him. He says, you have put an age of protection around him. He's protected. I cannot touch him. I cannot touch his children. Even Job did not know this. That's a mystery of who you are. The devil cannot touch you, cannot destroy you. Either you know or you don't know it. You are protected because you may be natural, but you're a supernatural being. Do you think angels are just there to bring healing or to bring money? No, they're there also to protect you, to protect your being while you are asleep. You do not be able to be afraid while you're sleeping because angels are wide at work and protecting you. Let me tell you something. You do not have to be afraid of anything. Everything has to be afraid of you because when, when the devil wanted to destroy Job, he couldn't destroy him. Let's go to the book of Job. Some of you don't understand. Yeah, let's go. I'm telling you, once we're done with this series of, of the supernatural, you're gonna, your life is going to become sweet. Because 
Some of you, you don't understand the supernatural because, because when you understand the supernatural, oh my goodness, when you understand the supernatural, oh my goodness, the supernatural is glorious. There was a satanist that was sent to me to destroy me, right? He couldn't, you know what? The, and, I, and I was so weird. I said, let's go and have a cup of tea. I invited a satanist a cup of tea. I said, I want to learn from you. He said, really? I said, yeah, I want to learn from you because I don't know what you're talking about. Then say, tell me. He says, when I saw you, I saw words on your forehead, do not touch. Mm. So then I said, what do you mean? I've never seen those words. He says, not only that, you have the fire that is burning that can literally destroy me. Then I said, tell me more. <laughs> then he suddenly says, what happens if you touch me? He says, I die in the spirit and in the natural. They'll bury me. He says, in the spiritual world, when you see those people that is written, do not touch. You cannot even touch them. You have to run away from them. I said, I mean, this is not a joke, people. This was my first encounter in my life. And I don't want to encounter these things anymore. But, but this was my encounter where, where this guy wanted to destroy a church. And I happened to visit that church. I was just a visitor. Then yet I destroyed the plans of the enemy. I was just a visitor. I was not a guest speaker. I was not, I was nobody, nameless. No one knew who I was, but I went to visit. And this guy could not function in his, the powers of darkness cannot function. When he got delivered in Africa, he was in the news. It was a big thing. It was a national world. He became well-known, certainly that God delivered. And I never gave him my name. And one day I heard about him going to preach to one big church. Remember, I was nobody. So I went to attend to one church where he was a guest speaker testifying about how he got saved. So I walk in this church. He stops. This is the one. This is the one. I said, what do you mean, man? Do not seek titles, seek intimacy with God, seek to walk with God. Then God will give you a title. So let's go. Job chapter 1, verse 10. Have you not put an age around him that his household and everything he has, you have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and his herds spread throughout the land? Woo! Even the crops to grow well, you need the favor of God. Even the horses and the animals to multiply, you need the favor of God. Even your money and your bank account to increase and multiply, it needs the favor of God. This was the devil, by the way, talking to say, this is what you have done. Did Job have a knowledge about this? No. The Bible doesn't say Job had a knowledge. Most of us, we are ignorant about our spiritual supernatural life. We are more conscious about the natural. Sometimes we don't know what's going on. It's because I thought about something because I scripted. I was in the 12th grade, right? I was in the 12th grade at school, at a high school. The whole entire school got saved because I preached the gospel there. God is my witness. I've had opportunities to have three high schools saved. I mean, campuses. This is my testimony. And those on the first book, some of them are still my, who are my classmates. They can testify of that. And most of them are pastors. 
And one of them came from Zambia, his name was Danny. He came to preach here many years ago. I don't know if some of you are here. He was a result of my preaching at school. He flew all the way from Zambia to come and to testify. Now he has one of the fast growing church. But, uh, but there are many people got saved. I saw campuses got saved. I got removed from, the reason why I went to three high schools is because of the gospel. People don't know my past. I was so ignorant, John. I did not even know what I was doing. I was just reading the Bible and practicing the Bible and it is working. And before you know, people were getting saved. I was in this school where I was having just few people. Suddenly, I started Wednesday night meetings. Do you know those Wednesday night meetings? There were powerful meetings to the point where students were missing classes just for that. And teachers and principals did not have the power over it. <laughs> I didn't know that was what happened behind the scene. And there I am, I got into trouble. So it was parents there where they're coming, the parents, you know, to talk about, you know, parents. I was a talk of the parents. Like the old parents, they came at school to discuss about Gershom Sikar. This is what they were discussing. He has so much influence that every student listens to him with this Jesus thing. Some, part, some teachers said it's a good thing. Others said, but this is not a church school. This is like people come to learn here. It was just one day. And not even one day, a couple of hours, maybe three hours was a problem. Then I got transferred to another school. There it happened again, but there I got celebrated. There I got celebrated because there was this guy that was making noise. This guy, he was a short guy like this, but oh boy, I'll say like what somebody says. This word, do not use the word oh boy, but I like using it once in a while. I'm telling you, this boy had demons, real demons. Ooh, I've never seen such scary demons on the person. He can push away 50 people, short as this, but he can push them away. No one can touch him. He had demons of power, <laughs> but he didn't have muscles, but he can lift anything. And this is a high school in the 10th grade. I was studying and the master on charge, this is what we call them principals, were on charge, making sure the students are studying. He says, there's this boy, no one can touch him. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> no one can touch this boy. So, so I was, I started reading a scripture, said, Lord Jesus, what is, what is in the word? There was a demon that used to make someone go through fire and out, you know, in that story in the Bible. Then I told them the principle. I said, sir, I can help with this. This is no, it's dangerous. He can destroy you. This type of people, they can destroy you. He's possessed with some kind of powers. No one can handle him. Then I say, put me in the classroom, just him and me, just two of us. So they said, 
it will kill you. I said, just put me. So the, then I said, otherwise it's not gonna stop. It was causing confusion. There was that true story, by the way. This is not reading a story from someone. This is a story of Gershom Sikala. And, 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 and with this, I was in the 10th grade at a high school. So they put me in the same room and this one begins to, to scream, I'll kill you. I know who you are, I'll kill you. I just looked at him and I pointed my finger like this. Go swim by the power of God. <laughs> and that demon was quoting scriptures more than I was doing. Quoted scriptures on me. I said, you relate the spirit. And then he was back to normal. The old house who was that was the end of my privacy in my whole life. It was a good thing, but at the same time, it was a good thing because no one expected me to make a mistake. And if I get a C in class, it's trouble because, because this is the man who casted out the, 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 the demon. I became well known for that. And even some pastors from outside the school started coming to, to see me and talk to me. And one of them is my best friend up to now. He's in England. He's a Levran there. He's watching me. He always watches. That's how I became a friend with him because he found me. He came to say, I hear about all these things that is happening. Now, I wasn't aware that I was walking in the power of God, but I just, I did not feel goosebumps. I did not feel anything. I just believed the word of God and the person was set free. And from there, it was very hard because everybody was looking up to me for perfection. So as a result, I, I, I was not living a normal life at school. I couldn't even jock. If I jock, they take it serious. But I prayed for every student before the classes. And there was this, what happened. It's so funny. One time I walked in the classroom, then the, the, my physics teacher says, Oh, there comes Gershom. This is what I'm talking about, kinetic energy. Did you see when Gershom walked here? There was like an energy that came. This is called kinetic energy. <laughs> and if the energy is not moving, it's called potential energy. So the teacher started referring to me because everybody felt the presence of God in the entire classroom. God is my witness. Was I aware of it? No. I didn't feel anything. Maybe I even felt miserable that day, but the glory of God was who? Not many times we are aware of what we carry. You are a supernatural child of God. There is something beyond your weakness. There's something beyond your struggle. There's something beyond the situation you are in that God is able to bring the lost acts to blood on the air. God has put the age of protection around you. Some of you, you forget that you're a supernatural being. You're being lost in politics about recession. You're being lost in these scientific things about California sinking. You're being lost in this and that. You forget that you are not just a natural being, but you're a supernatural being called from God, a child of God. You can stop the earthquake. You can speak to the sea. You can speak to the sun. You are powerful child of God. I'm just reminding you 
what you already are. I'm not giving you anything new, but that's what you carry. You carry that supernatural inside you. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to support the ministry and stay up to date with new episodes.